You can support this podcast on patreon.com forward slash first media. Here's to the great American dog trainers out there. The hundreds of you who settled for the sometimes thankless job of working with four-legged companions because they pay the bills. Of course, there's something else you can do if you've got something to say. Start a podcast with First Paw Media and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to tell yourself, hey, I'm no puppy wrangler. I'm a rover. I'm a trail breaker. I'm an adventurer. Visit firstpaw.media. Wag on over today. Three, two, one. Hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to Mushing. And tonight I am joined by Mike Williams Sr. He is an elder here in rural Alaska. And we're going to talk about Iditarod, Subsistence Living, his new book, and much more. Mike, how's it going this evening? Um, I've been uh, pretty busy um, uh, working on my lustrous traps. Um, up in um, about a couple of miles above Akiak to um, uh, set my uh, traps for dog food and for our food. So I do that every um, every fall until um, the lustrous generally runs um, up until Christmas. And uh, that's the only time that uh, we get um, um, food for the dogs, especially. And we're going to talk a little bit about that so subsistence lifestyle here in a second. But it's my understanding that you just got back from a little vacation over in Hawaii. I know a lot of folks here in Alaska uh, soak up as much sun as we possibly can before these long winters. But you just got back the other day. Is that right? Yes. Um, I um, uh, My friend invited me and... Uh, and uh, this is uh, his third time uh, paying for me and my wife to uh, invite us to uh, go over and spend uh, over a week in uh, Honolulu. And, uh, of course, um, I had um, uh, stayed in the Triple Army Medical Center uh, there uh, several years ago to um, undergo treatment for my uh, leg infection which almost cost my life. And uh, I um, uh, spent four months um, in Honolulu, uh, Triple Medical Army Center there, and um, uh, they saved my life. And uh, that's why I have, uh, have a special uh, place in my heart for Hawaii. And, um, and I just... Uh, um, like to go down and um, instead of uh, a medical or a conference, um, just to um, um, you know visit friends and um, and lay in the sun and swim in the beach and um, and uh, lay by the pool and um, and no agenda. Well, it sounds like you this this trip this last trip was on much better terms than than the last when you were. Uh, dealing with your medical issues. So good that that uh, you got back and were able to visit friends there. But for folks that are listening, they probably know your name, Mike. You've been involved with sled dogs and sled dog sports for a very long time. You've completed 15 Iditarods over the years, and you are a a real force out there, not only in the sport, but of course the message that you try to promote 
through sled dogs and what you do there. Before we talk about your book and sort of that story with it, can you give us a little bit of a history of your involvement, not only with Iditarod, but the the lifestyle of mushing itself? How did you get started? That sort of thing. Yeah, uh, we always had dogs. Um, and, um, you know, uh, from birth to now, and we still have, uh, usually have between 30 and 50 dogs all the time. And uh, my dad, of course, my family always had dogs. And, um, and that's, um, uh, I started mushing um, early in the age of getting firewood, packing water, um, going from village to village on a dog team and, um, and with my friends. And um, I just uh, enjoyed them. And, uh, of course, my dad um, always um, had them. And, um, and even though the snow machine showed up, um, we're one of the only families um, um, left that uh, uh, we've always had dogs forever. And um, so uh, that's how I got started. Uh, and, uh, you know, the sled dogs, of course, are part of our family. And, um, and we just uh, take care of them and they take care of us. And, um, and that's how I've um, um, grown up and um, being around um, the mushers um, like John Philip, uh, my um, oldest brother Frankie, and um, others in here in the region here, Peter Jacobs, of course, and um, and Mike Chase, and um, and um, <clears throat> uh, others here in the region uh, that had um, uh, really good dogs, of course. Um, there was uh, one big race in Bethel that had uh, over a hundred mushers in one race. And, um, and that was um, put on by the uh, VFW uh, some, you know, quite a few years back. And, um, but that was the most um, um, teams that ever assembled. And um, in one, um, you know, weekend race and, um, and, um, you know, of course, um, I heard about that. Um, and, um, you know, people, uh, mushers from here travel to Bethel to compete. And um, so, so it was a big event. And, uh, of course, um, you know, it all um, uh, boiled down to... Um, after um, uh, you know subsistence uh, fishing and um, and getting wood and uh, hunting and and everything else, uh, they use them um, uh, for everything and uh, and um, and they um, had uh, some uh, village events in uh, getting the dogs to race and. Um, and it was um, um, it was it was beautiful um, when um, the uh, elders and um, quite a few mushers showed up in one village um, in Akiak or Tuluksak 
or Quitlick or Atichuk and Bethel and, um, um, you know, the, those were the fun times. And, um, but everybody had dogs at the time. But um, I think uh, over, over uh, that time, um, we've um, um, gotten involved with the, um, uh, for rendezvous and um with my brother and um and of course john philip um uh, was uh, regularly um uh, racing at the rendezvous and then i did uh, showed up um in 1973 and that's where i um i was working um, as a behavioral um, health counselor in bethel along with um, uh, my friend, Werner Stellner, Dr. Werner Stellner, who is a psychiatrist that wanted to do a study on, um, on Iditarod mushrooms. And um, we got the study going on um, um, how uh, life stress units um, uh, uh, affected uh, the mushrooms performance. So we were uh, we did a research for three years uh, together with uh, several of my psychiatrist friends. And um, of course, I had a lot of training from um, them on uh, on my counseling um, uh, career. And um, and we were able to uh, do that study on the Iditarod mushrooms and um, and um, you know, I've been—I've uh, always been very interested in um, uh, mushrooms like George Atla, Joe Reddington, and uh, Herbie Nyack, and Dick Mackey, and uh, the others. You know um, that um, were um, uh, starting to um, uh, get that, and we had two mushrooms from Mackiac, uh, Owen uh, and Robert Ivan that ran as a team on 1973 when I did rod started. So, so a lot of uh, history here um, on mushing and um, we um, enjoy the dogs and uh, the dogs get us together and, um, and it's just, uh, it's been a blast for 70 years. If I could step in here, Mike, uh, you had, had mentioned that you did that study back in the earlier days of Iditarod. Do you recall what year that was or what years it was that you did that uh, that study with your, your um, healthcare team there? Yeah, 1974, 75, and 76. Oh, so the very first so, few Iditarods then is when you were working on that study. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Um yeah, we um, uh, we did a study um, um, uh, on the Iditarod on, um, um, you know, we were interested in who performed the best on the Iditarod and why um, did they uh, perform, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, best. And um, I think uh, three things that came up um, is um, one you have to um, uh, be uh, physically mentally spiritually emotionally healthy of course um, number two um, you have to have um, uh, uh, financial backing uh, to um, perform well so 
you have to spend a lot of time um, um, out uh, mushing and training your dogs and not have to worry about your finances. So number three um, is, um, you know, we were very interested in um, the health of the mushers, of course, um, with, um, you know, um, with uh, smoking or um, uh, drinking and uh, just their basic um, uh, way of life um, and how they uh, took care of themselves. So, so it's just uh, uh, very interesting. I haven't uh, taken a look at that study um, for a while now, uh, but um, it it was um, uh, very interesting. And um, of course, um, uh, we did a um, um, lot of blood work on the mushers. We did a um, um, lot of... Um, uh, 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 interviews with mushers, um, uh, and um, and it's uh, pretty hard to do um, uh, to tell uh, their personal life, uh, but um, I was able to um, connect up with um, uh, at that time a lot of uh, our native mushers and um, uh, that um, that participated. Um, on the Iditarod, and I connected well with them. And uh, of course, I told them I was um, we still had dogs, and um, and very interested in um, in the Iditarod. And um, I would like to um, um, run um, um, the dog race um, in the future. And um, and um, it's. Um, I think that study um, uh, is, uh, you know, I still have it, and um, and um, I think I can um, <clears throat> share it more with uh, some of the, um, uh, the mushing community, um, and um, basically, um, um, you know, what I've been uh, advocating is for a healthy way of life. Uh, without any substances, without any cigarettes, or without any alcohol intake and um, and uh, uh, other drugs. Um, so, and, and Mike, we're going to talk about that in just a second. But just one more piece to this backstory: with your fifteen Iditarods, when was your first one, and when did you run it last? Uh, I um, first ran in nineteen ninety-two. <clears throat> my first um, I did run. Of course, my brother um, ran it in 1983, and um, you know we uh, didn't pre uh, prepare uh, him well, and he uh, never wanted to uh, run the race again uh, um, because um, of um, lack of planning and um, etc. But um, 1992 was the first um, race I had, and uh, I think the last race I had was about eight years ago when me and my son uh, both ran um, the Iditarod. I, I remember and, that, um, and, and I, I remember uh, following both of you guys on the trail over the years. So, Mike, let's jump into uh, 
your book, Racing Towards Recovery, I saw that you posted on Facebook right before your trip to Hawaii that uh, that you wanted to talk about uh, the book and what it meant to you. And I'm sure it goes right with those three tenets that uh, you had mentioned here a little bit ago about being physically, emotionally, and spiritually well, and of course, trying to live that healthy lifestyle uh, in order to perform your best out there on the trail. And it, it it's really a story of sobriety and recovery and, and what you've gone through throughout your life. So let's talk a little bit about that book. I know you wrote it with uh, a, a pretty well-known um, uh, writer for the Iditarod and Alaskan Sports, Lou Friedman, and you guys got together and wrote this book several years ago. But what is the short premise of it? And then I'll ask some questions and we'll go back and forth for a little bit. Well, um, you know, I think uh, uh, one of the uh, major factors why I did it is uh, in my own family, uh, uh, all of my six brothers uh, died of uh, alcohol-related deaths. And... Um, and uh, that was uh, devastating uh, uh, to me, uh, losing all of them, uh, all of the six brothers. And um, it um, um, instead of um, uh, instead of um, uh, being depressed and um, and uh, going through a lot of grief um, at that time. Um, of course, I was um, um, a counselor by training, and uh, and I've done um, a lot of um, uh, behavioral health counseling over the years, and alcohol and drug counselor, and um, and trying to help people to um, become healthy. And um, but uh, in my own family, um, uh, tragic things uh, were happening. Uh, my Brothers, including my cousins, my uh, relatives, were dying of alcohol, and um, and I just uh, thought about it, and um, and uh, I'm starting to mush uh, long distance in order to uh, deal with uh, my grief, and um, and how I can um, use the dogs to um, start my own healing process. And, um, and, um, and, uh, I just, um, really felt, um, that, uh, I need to be, uh, out there, uh, with my best friends and, um, and those best friends are, were my dogs and, um, running thousands and thousands of miles, uh, have really helped me and, uh, and those dogs saved my life and, um, and I wanted to tell um, that story about um, how you can um, um, uh, get the tragedy and um, uh, life's problems into something positive. And um, of course, I uh, read about the um, the 1925 uh, diphtheria serum run when. Um, uh, those uh, mushers uh, relayed the uh, serum from um, Seward to uh, Nome, and I read about that. And um, and um, you know, of course, uh, people were dying up in um, Nome, and um, and the only way uh, they could get uh, 
the serum to Nome um, because of the weather. And uh, but those dogs uh, got there and um, uh, and their lives were saved. So uh, in looking at uh, uh, the people um, here in Alaska, our indigenous people, the population. Uh, I read about uh, the um, Alaska Native Natives report on um, uh, the conditions of our Alaska Native people with alcohol, drugs, and uh, accidental deaths, and um, and um, a lot of bad things were happening. And uh, Anchorage Daily News uh, wrote about uh, the uh, uh, the people in peril and. Um, and uh, you know our people were uh, going through the uh, uh, changes uh, rapidly, um, and uh, you know we have highest rates of suicide. Um, we have highest rates of uh, domestic violence. We have highest rates of uh, you know sexual abuse of uh, of uh, our, our women and um, and also. Um, um, and men as well, um, and and those um, um, statistics uh, um, kind of uh, alarm me, and and we need to do something, um, and our people need to recover, and uh, not just only the Alaska Native people, but uh, people in general. You know if. Um, um, we're gonna uh, make that change. Uh, uh, we can, uh, and I wanted to uh, set an example of um, of um, the family um, uh, as a family, uh, what we went through, and um, and continue to um, go through, and uh, to make that recovery, uh, to start the healing process, and uh, so. So that that was a big uh, motivating factor on uh, why I um, started mushing for sobriety, taking signatures, and um, uh, trying my best to um, um, to have that um, example of um, of getting the awareness um, uh, going um, um, on the Iditarod and. Uh, people focused on um, um, the race and um, internationally. And um, so I started uh, collecting signatures with AFN Sobriety Movement and got that um, sobriety movement going. And um, it caught, caught on fire. And um, while uh, our people were in peril, we started to... Uh, um, promote sobriety and uh, wellness uh, of our people, and um, and it um, uh, worked. The um, uh, the um, Alaska Association of School Boards uh, quit serving alcohol in their events, and so did um, Alaska Federation of Natives, and um, so we started uh, advocating um, that. Um, um, that um, uh, that we um, need to do something, and uh, all the um, 
um, the stories um, um, that um, um, that I've read about um, yeah, of our people um, that we need to make that change and um, and so from 1992 um, uh, till now I'm still advocating for uh, wellness of the people and um, that you don't need any alcohol, drugs, opioids, or any um, substances in your life. And um, you can make that change um, And uh, like I did 45 years ago. And uh, so, so it's been um, um, a great ride uh, for me uh, with uh, my 15 idea rods and uh, about 30 Cusco 300s. And um, and um, I just um, really um, enjoyed um, uh, those miles out by myself. And um, uh, but I really um, uh, uh, really appreciate the, the mushers and the communities that. Um, Supported supported my efforts and um, and um, and vice versa and um, and uh, those stories uh, from the uh, communities um, uh, uh, that individuals came up to me um, that um, uh, they they've changed their life and um, and to um, uh, to be to be um, uh, substance abuse free and. Um, so that that has been, um, uh, you know, every time I hear the personal story um, along the trail, it motivated me so good. And I'm, you know, uh, if I help one person, that's enough. And uh, but um, if if but I could, I think, if I can jump uh, in. That, if I could jump in again, Mike, uh, you're you're really answering all of the questions I wanted to ask just by what you're sharing. But one thing that caught my attention right off the bat uh, when you were telling that story is is you used uh, the dog team not only on Iditarod but of course uh, in in your in your lifestyle that you that you live up there. You used those sort of as a two prong approach. First off, they helped you heal with what you were going through in your family, as you said, uh, just being out there with your best friends truly saved your life. But it also Sounds to me like the the Iditarod and the dog team gave you a platform that you could speak on these issues. And I know that you are uh, uh, speaking all of the time at, at conferences and, and events and things, and not only telling this part of the story, but you speak on a, a whole bunch of other topics uh, around the state and I'm sure around the country as well. So I guess I have two questions before we run out of time here, Mike. Uh, in that first approach, with them giving you the opportunity to heal yourself, you and I both know when we're out there alone on a dog team, we have a whole lot of time to think about uh, not only our own struggles, but of course life in general. What is one thing that these dogs taught you uh, when you're out there on the trail that you could share with, with folks that, that don't know anything about uh, that time out on the trail? They just might be fans of the show. 
Well, first of all, the dogs never talk back. Right. And um, <laughs> they uh, uh, they uh, mind themselves, and uh, you take very good care of them, and they know they trust you. They uh, want to do things for you, and they want to, uh, uh, you know, they're such a, uh, you know, I've had a lot of good dogs over the years, and um, and uh, I just really enjoyed uh, those dogs. And uh, they just uh, know um, uh, what you're feeling at the time, and they know when you're down, they know when you're up, and uh, but um, uh, they they look at you and uh, wonder. I'm just wondering uh, what the heck are they thinking. Uh, but uh, but I think uh, that um, um, you know I think uh, uh, when I think about uh, these dogs I just um, I just care for them I just love them and uh, take uh, I want to take uh, extra care of them and um, and um, and vice versa they do um, uh, um, they give you something back. And, uh, but, um, but of course, um, you know, we've had, um, a lot of hunting excursions, um, with them to the mountains and, um, uh, running, um, uh, hundreds and hundreds of miles, um, uh, out moose hunting or beer trapping or something, you know, with them. But, um, but they, um, but, um, they're incredible. In athletes, and um, they uh, they can go through uh, any trail condition, and um, and um, I just trust them that um, they um, they're just amazing, and um, it just really um, makes me wonder. I wish I, I could be as tough as they are, and um, but. Um, but they are, and um, and I just um, really um, have um, a special bond uh, with them, and um, you know, um, and mushing uh, guy uh, with guys like Joe Garney, and um, and I just had uh, I went to school with Joe Garney, and um, I just uh, really love traveling with him, and. Um, We'd laugh all the way up to know them, but um, those dogs are something special um, uh, to me and to my family, and um, and we're going to continue to have that, and we still have 50 of them that we're taking care of, and my son is um, just taking the reins o- over the uh, majority of uh, um, those activities and I'm supporting him and um, trying to um, do my part in um, getting food for them and um, and um, and doing um, extra things for um, them to make sure that um, they are healthy and um, and ready to go anywhere and and so let's let's flip the coin a little bit if we can Mike and you probably know that that people listen to 
to our show all over the world. You know, the mushing community is large, but it's also very small because we are we're pretty tight knit, as you obviously know. So if you could, uh, could if you could reach out to somebody that's that may be struggling, like you had mentioned, and, you know, they're struggling with whatever uh, is coming their way in life. If you could give them one piece of advice just here on on this show, on this podcast, on the platform, and they're struggling with with these issues that you've seen all of these years, what would you tell them if you could reach out to them today? Uh, take very good care of yourself, your family, and um, and your dogs. And um, and uh, you know, there's um, the life is short. You know, I I'm um, um, you know I'm uh, getting to uh, towards the end of my time. Um, you know, it's been um, a wonderful seventy years, and. Uh, but, um, you know, I think, um, you know, uh, my friends like, uh, Ramey Riddington and, um, and all of those guys that, um, that I hang out with, um, I just, um, um, enjoy, um, hanging out with them. But, um, my best advice would be, uh, to take care of yourself, be healthy, and, uh, you don't need anything else. But um, you need good food. You need to take care of yourself and uh, and just um, uh, take care of your family. And um, of course, um, you know, we all work with our issues, and uh, everybody um, has issues. And I'm not perfect, uh, by all means. Um, nobody is. Um, but you know, I just try hard to. Um, uh, take care of myself, and um, I think the um, most important thing is education, and getting your education is uh, very important, and um, and uh, to um, uh, uh, not only depend on um, this, um, uh, you know, uh, one race or um, other races, but uh, being able to um, uh, do whatever you want to do, and that's what um, uh, what uh, you get from uh, having those opportunities. And um, but um, uh, most important thing is um, taking care of your family. So uh, a couple of questions I ask everybody that's on as a guest, and I'm really interested in to hear what you have to say. So the first question, Mike, is you've been around this sport for a long time. You said you, you, you grew up with the sport with your dad running dogs and all of that. So it's been a very long time that you've been involved with this. So the first question is, is what do you see as the biggest change uh, in the sport or in the lifestyle in all the years that, uh, that you've been involved? What's the biggest change? I think, uh, you know, I just uh, really loved uh, those first idea rods and, um, and, uh, mushing and, um, uh, the way of life. And, um, um, I think, um, you know, uh, the biggest change that I've seen is, um, um, the competition, uh, for, um, uh, winning and, um, the, um, uh, the, um, 
increase of uh, rules uh, uh, that um, uh, had to be uh, installed uh, along the way, and um, and I felt um, and that uh, those early days I think uh, uh, were uh, uh, were um, you know there was a lot of respect for mushing and. Um, and I think I still think uh, there is still um, there, um, but um, um, it's pretty hard to say. That's a tough, toughest question that uh, uh, you posed on me. Um, but um, but I think um, uh, uh, you know I think uh, uh, what I would uh, give advice to anybody. Just keep on doing what you're doing. Keep uh, taking care of dogs, water them, feed them, uh, train them, and uh, just take good care of them, and um, they'll take care of you. And um, so it's uh, vice versa. So so that's my biggest advice. And if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Right, um, right. And, and and like you said, right. the the competition is definitely much much more uh, involved than it was back in the early days. And for folks that may not know, back in those early days, it was it was more of a camaraderie and uh, glorified camping trip, if you will, uh, compared to today, where everything is just so fast and so uh, sports oriented, with sponsors and media coverage and all of that. Just a much different animal than it was back in the day. So, last question here, Mike. Uh, it, it goes in the same vein as the previous question, but where do you see the sport uh, in the next uh, decade or two? Uh, now that you've you've lived throughout your, your entire life, where do you see the future of, of the sport in the next uh, little ways? It has to continue um, forever. And, uh, and that's, uh, you know, the dogs... Um, uh, that we have today, um, you know, I, I think uh, each person has that choice. Uh, but my choice um, uh, right now is uh, we we're going to continue to pass down to the generation to generation, and um, um, I think um, it needs to uh, continue, and um, and we have to uh, live by those um, principles. Uh, um, that um, uh, have been instilled in us um, to um, uh, to have that integrity to um, um, to um, uh, continue uh, to um, uh, support the uh, mushing community and um, and I think uh, 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 example is uh, my region in Western Alaska right now. Uh, I'm seeing more and more of our, our young people getting involved in um, sled dogs, and it needs to continue um, and to um, have um, 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 that uh, spirit um, uh, that um, um, that Joe Reddington had, and I liked his spirit and uh, and Herbie Nyack, and you know. There are uh, many characters that um, uh, came out, and many champions uh, came out, and um, 
but uh, we still need to uh, continue um, this uh, way of life um, that is so meaningful to me and to uh, my family here, and um, and we have to uh, continue to um, um, continue to do it, and we'll continue to do it into the future, and um, and uh, you know, uh, despite the challenges. Uh, we have to continue to um, um, trust in the dog and uh, to um, keep the dog going. Right. And I remember you spoke on that same very topic. Uh, you were the speaker. I believe it was the junior Iditarod when uh, my daughter, Nicole, ran it several years ago. And you spoke on that same very topic. We have to keep it up uh, into the future. I think that is truly the uh, the answer for the sport, because without the young folks, as you said, Mike, uh, the sport uh, doesn't have a very promising future for sure. So, Mike, the book is called Racing Towards Recovery. Where can folks buy that book? Is it on Amazon, on a website? Where can folks go? Yeah, um, I think they can get it on Barnes & Noble, and the um, uh, majority of the people have been getting it on Amazon. Um, but I've... Um, uh, I've, um, you know, first time I um, got uh, several hundred books uh, to do some book signing uh, along the way, and I'm going to continue to do uh, do that, and um, hopefully that um, um, that um, my story um, will continue. It's just um, not just only for mushing, but um, um, the tribal issues um, and health issues that uh, I've um, uh, been talking about, and uh, they're all in that book. And it's and um, of course um, uh, the mushing is um, the centerpiece of it. And uh, but all others, education, um, uh, tribal, um, uh, tribal. Uh, issues um health issues and um and um and there's uh, the climate change impacts and um and there's quite a few uh, things in there in that little book that i wrote and um and i'm hoping that i uh, before i um uh, check out uh, i want to try and do uh, one more focus uh, book uh, before i uh, before I check out and, um, and hopefully, um, that, uh, book will even be better. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Mike, hang on just a second, uh, while I close the show here and for folks that are listening, we'll definitely put some links out there for where you can pick up this book. Or if you have questions for Mike, I know he's, he's pretty active over on social media and we'll pass those along. Mike, it is a pleasure to have you on. Thank you for joining us today, and you take care. Hang on for just a sec, okay? Okay. On behalf of my guest today, Mike William Sr., calling in from Western Alaska, this is Robert for Mushing. We will see you guys next time. Goodbye. Are you a fan of the great outdoors? Do you enjoy the thrill of speed and adventure? Then listen up. Introducing Mushing, your ultimate guide to the exciting world of dog-powered sports and mushing. Whether you're a seasoned musher or just starting out, Mushing has got you covered. 
Get ready to immerse yourself in captivating stories of incredible sled dog races, expert training tips from seasoned professionals, and gear reviews to help you make the right choices for your team. From the breathtaking landscapes of Alaska to the snowy trails of Scandinavia, Mushing takes you on a thrilling journey through the world of dog-powered sports. Don't miss out on the latest issue packed with exclusive interviews with top mushers, in-depth articles on sled dog nutrition, and stunning photography that will transport you to the heart of the action. So whether you're dreaming of competing in the Iditarod or simply want to learn more about this incredible sport, Mushing is your go-to resource. Subscribe now and get ready to unleash your passion for mushing. Visit our website at mushing.com or find us on your favorite podcast platform. Mushing, where the spirit of adventure meets the power of the pack.